Hey y'all, I'm Tamaja and welcome to another episode of Rewatch, a podcast where I binge your favorite shows every week. Y'all, it is our last Snowfall episode and we have to spin a wheel this episode for our next show. And this season was so thick, so we just gotta hop to it. All right, y'all, so last season we ended it. I predicted a war was gonna start and as always, I'm right. If I could give season six my own title though, it would definitely be called Downfall. This season opener happens literally the next day after the events of season five. So go listen to the previous episode before this one so you can catch up a little bit and as always there will be spoilers so here we go in the first few seconds we get like a little ronald reagan clip and if we know anything about him whatever follows is going to be pretty bad basically he announces the war on drugs and that just made me know that the police had to be coming up soon and boom we walk up to a house and a man is getting home and there's a literal child just chilling on the front porch a little girl by herself it turns out her dad never came home and this guy's her grandpa now who do we think this little girl's dad is hmm Honestly, don't even bother guessing because y'all would know because I didn't know either. I guess they go looking for the dad at his job, but there's police and ambulances everywhere. Now, the next question you're thinking is, why is this relevant? And I'm gonna tell you, the little girl's dad works for Louis and Jerome at the club, y'all. The night before, when Franklin broke in to steal their money, he shot two guys at the entrance and one of them was this little girl's father. And now she's hugging a sheet covered in blood with her father underneath. I think they added this little opening segment to show how the family's war is gonna mess with people outside of the family as well. So in the previous episode, Oso got picked up by the D right well now they let him go and it's because he has to be an informant on teddy for them which like the whole season i was kind of confused because why is one government agency trying to bust another it, it honestly made no sense to me and it kind of never made sense to the end either also the whole season franklin is trying to figure out how to get his 73 million dollars back and that's like what's driving him or whatever and i guess revenge too and because this family war teddy's business is also thrown off because he didn't listen to oso when he said don't get involved with family stuff and he just didn't want to go that way and because franklin stole jerome and lose money they can't really buy coke right now anyway so they have to essentially get it on credit and franklin is selling to their buyers since he stole their drugs to make whatever cash he can since he's basically broke too so since leon went to africa big dion is in charge franklin goes to him to sell the stolen drugs and he sells them for way cheaper than he normally would since he got them stolen so he makes a deal with him and he sends black diamond in dallas to do the drop after the drop the ladies get pulled over by the cops and by cops i mean former lapd officer buckley and some of his cop friends with a siren attached to the car he makes them get out of the car and with these bad cops is jerome the cops make the girls open the trunk and they steal the money that they just made off of the drop after jerome gets the money he now wants to know where franklin has stashed the rest of his stolen goods and the ladies have no answer for him he is not satisfied by this so he decides to pistol whip black diamond to get the info over and over and over again she and dallas shout that they don't know where it is and in all truth they don't franklin just never told them and he keeps hitting her to the point where she can't even beg him to stop anymore dallas is literally screaming that she has kids and begging him to stop and eventually he gets off of her and that's when we learn her name beverly but it's too late and she's unconscious jerome leaves and dallas shouts to the crowd that has you know surrounded them now and they just stood there and watched and she's like call the police so they somebody calls the police and the episode ends this episode was a good kickstarter to the season but i hated 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 the way it ended there's just something about violence against women that rubs me the wrong way especially in this type of display and you're probably thinking but tamaje what about when jerome killed scully's baby mama and honestly, I feel like that was different. Sis had a quick death and she was not powerless or brutalized by any man whatsoever. She, you know, she was the one hacking up and killing people. What makes Black Diamond's death different? And I'm gonna just say death because she does die in the next episode. Spoiler alert or whatever. It makes it worse to me because just before that, there was a scene with Dion and he was hitting on her. She was the object of a man's desire. She was wanted. And this is the first time we really see that. She's also a tall, dark-skinned black woman. And we know that they don't get a lot of chances for romance or even like desirability in media for real. So it's changing just a little bit but still so it did hurt me to see her going from feeling herself to being beaten to death by a man in a matter of minutes 
moving along i think in the last episode i mentioned in some of my notes that this show ain't about drugs anymore and for its final season i was literally like what drugs <laughs> this show is about power and money and drugs just help them to get there so in episode two it's revealed that teddy's girlfriend parissa wasn't taken by the kgb guy at all she ran away and fell down a hill and hit her head on a tree and the cops picked her up because i guess she looked drunk because you know concussion and so they threw her in a holding cell jerome goes to his wife giving her a rundown of what happened with black diamond in dallas telling her that he thinks that he killed her and in the next scene franklin arrives to the hospital and the doctor comes out and reveals that she didn't make it the dea is really pressuring oso for proof that teddy is smuggling drugs in so he takes them to the house where they built a tunnel to mexico because apparently they needed to see it asap franklin's mom finally sets him up to meet the kgb guy whose name is ruben by the way it's just so many characters i don't even learn their names unless they've been around for a few <laughs> basically they're going to get rid of teddy altogether kane is awake and wants franklin to figure out where louis is because he's still bent on revenge from him from her almost having him killed by buckley later we meet a new character it's veronique's scheming con woman mother she and franklin need her help in figuring out how to get his money back then the best part of the whole episode is a scene between franklin and jerome and i'm, I'm gonna just let you hear it he was going nowhere doing nothing. selling dime bags on a porch waiting for your bitch to come down i'll crack your motherfucking jaw I'll try to give you something more than a subwoofer on a weight bench and if you hadn't let yourself get played by that trick you married, you might have <laughs> I will put it on the stories because Jerome slapped Franklin and it was hilarious. I rewound it like three times to watch it over and over again. After being tired of literally being slapped around, Franklin pulls a gun on him in the middle of the diner and Jerome told him to pull the trigger. He's like, do it, do it, pull it. And Franklin literally just screams it in, literally just like lets out a big ah in space. And then Franklin leaves. And then as we see him leave, Jerome notices the little girl from the season opener in the diner with him. And I feel like this is where Jerome's downfall begins, but more on that later. Episode three, we head to the motherland. And this is our last episode with our sprinkle of black joy in it. And it was beautiful. So Leanna and Wanda are absolutely thriving in Ghana. They've made friends. They're shopping for gifts for friends and family back home. And they learn the origins of the slave trade. And it really affects them enough to the point where leon realizes that he needs to go back and help his people at home wanda isn't so sold on the idea because she feels like there's nothing there for her he feels like he needs her there with him so they decide to get married they have a beautiful ceremony on the beach when they get back apparently so much violence has occurred between the two sides of the family and i like how they gave us peace for a little bit for our people in our homeland and then we get a mini montage of what happened to them since we've been in ghana with them because apparently we missed a lot einstein one of leon's guys technically i guess dion's guys he apparently tells them that there was an ambush set on on louis and jerome at a hotel just bullets like drive-by style there was a rumor that louis sent cops on her payroll to ransack franklin's house and later on we see that that's true and you know his house is all jacked up then some thugs break into franklin's business office to try to kidnap him while shooting up the place but nobody was there louis nightclub was hit in a drive-by and some club goers were murdered outside while leon asked what any of this had to do with dion einstein says that kane sent a guy to kill dion's cousin at a barbershop then dion retaliated by hitting kane's boys at the car wash and the last thing we missed is a rumor of franklin almost killing dion while he's in the bathroom stall and we see franklin about to blast him but then the cops walk in before he can pull the trigger wanda goes to see her grandmother and takes her the gift that she brought her back from ghana and her grandma barely opens the door and doesn't even let her in apparently back when wanda was a crackhead she did some pretty terrible things to her like stealing her prized possession and even attacking her her grandma still isn't over it because you know who would be and she shuts the door in her face and refuses to accept her gift but they're standing there she says she can leave it on the door handle but she gotta go the rest of the episode is leon making his rounds and people rejecting his requests for beef and them asking him to choose a side i love that this connection to his roots has helped him grow so much he's the only character that i feel like grows throughout the series everybody else is pretty stagnant other than that y'all episode four was so boring 
boring oh my gosh like what a waste of an episode i guess it was supposed to show us how franklin has become like more unhinged because he ends up burning one of kane's cooker's face on the stove because he was like complaining about having to cook the crack and then the guy goes to louis and jerome and tells his location and they send a kill team to go get him but franklin was there so he helped kane get out and then at the end leon decides to take the project back so he gets into a fist fight with dion and then cracks him with a bottle to win the fight and just like that he's back in charge other than those few you know violent moments the episode was whack episode five was kind of dope so basically i feel like the episode was split into two main stories on one side you see v and her mother running a con they are in a nursing home and the mark is an old man now i was confused until i realized they were in kansas city and the only time we've ever been there is for teddy's sake so this man is teddy's estranged father so v's mom pretends to be an old lady with a gray wig and everything and and she convinces teddy's dad to take her home by home i mean a random house that they're pretending to be where she lives they hang out for a little bit play some music dance talk about their families then eventually franklin comes home and meets him franklin calls up teddy and says give me the money or your father dies and teddy says he won't do it and then franklin is like i bet and stabs his dad in the neck and burns the crib down with him in it y'all the other half of this episode is the beginning of jerome's sad sad downfall he tells lou that he's leaving because he's just you know not feeling great he's just a lot of having a lot of anger feelings and all that and he goes to hang out with an old friend at his auto shop first of all the friend like tries to send him away like right off the bat he's like oh we don't really have time to mess with your car today and then after he gives him like a stack of cash he's like well i guess we have some time but anyway the whole interaction is just depressing like and it made me kind of see Jerome for what he is. Jerome is kind of like stuck in the 70s. Like he still has a jerry curl. He's still wearing like these bright random clothes. Like he's not really like keeping up with the times in any kind of way. And it seems like he's stuck in like the good old days. And his friend kind of reminds him of that. And I won't say rubs it in his face, but Jerome feels like his friend thinks that he's too good for him right now. And he kind of is. Jerome has nothing. And I think he's starting to realize that. He realizes that he may have money but he doesn't he's not safe he has to have guns in his car he has to have guards all around he has to sell drugs just to exist right now and his friend used to be in the drug business he did what he had to do he got out he got his body shop and he takes care of his family and i think jerome was a little jealous of that for sure episode six was so good like dude after being ghost all day jerome comes back to louis hammered and he crashes his car into like a potted plant or whatever and in his drunken anger the truth starts to come out he tells her about how he stayed in the game for her and that her greed is what's ruining them teddy and the kgb guy reuben they talk after teddy broke into his crib and found out that he was gay and then he threatened to expose him unless he stopped investigating him otherwise he'd kill him himself louis gets kidnapped on her horse ride and kane's guy bring her in and child they do a number on her kane calls franklin over to show him that he got her and he watches kane beat her and brand her like the man literally burns a k into the girl's chest franklin leaves her there after kane essentially says that he's going to uh tiktok style r word her into submission franklin's pissed at her but he's still pages jerome he obviously doesn't answer because you know it's a little messy right now but leon somehow gets a hold of him and tells him about what happens to louis so he pages buckley you know to help because he's like her personal security but he's too busy smoking crack to even answer the page so many of the problems of the show could have been solved by cell phones like a text would be like hey louis got kidnapped meet me at this warehouse and you know uh, things would have been done a lot easier but anyway franklin scully jerome and leon get some guys together and they run up in that warehouse meanwhile kane has brought in this pimp and let's just say 
his guys are about to do some treacherous things to Louis until they hear the gunfire outside and the guys are out there in a war zone spraying bullets everywhere and once they kill everyone outside of where Louis is being held Jerome storms in and it's just him Louis and Kane and Kane has a gun against Louis's head he kisses Louis on the back of the head shoves her out of the way and he and Jerome start shooting each other and both men are hit Louis looks at Jerome and he falls to the ground Louis screams and begs for Jerome to stay with her and he dies in her arms y'all now I've had a feeling that Jerome would die before the end of the series but I had no idea it would be like this and although so early I feel like they could have delayed it maybe like an episode or whatever but you know it's all right I didn't write the show the only reason he's ever involved in these situations is because of Louis they're basically Bonnie and Glide and Bonnie always wanted more or at least that's the story they're always trying to sell us and it cost them Jerome had been on his down Jerome had been on his way to a downfall for a while he didn't want to live this life anymore and it just wasn't worth it to him anymore and, and he died a hero doing something that he'd do a hundred times over protecting his wife the wild thing is i had less notes for episode six but episode seven is like a half page long so episode seven takes place immediately after six like they literally dropped jerome's body off at the funeral home to be taken care of then leon takes louis home and offers to stay just in case then she says something that kind of threw me some questions that i had when he when she declines the offer she says the war is over ain't it and her husband just died and she's taking it as if the other side won when in reality no side won but like that was gonna be the outcome regardless a few episodes ago they were literally trying to kill each other did she never think that that was a possibility that Jerome would die in this whole thing Teddy's ex-wife Julia shows up to his house and uh she's pregnant it's obviously not his because we haven't seen her in like two seasons and she talks to him and his new girlfriend who she knows and says she always thought that they would be cute together <laughs> could you imagine your ex saying this to your current like girl <laughs> she's there to beg him to give Franklin his money back because she and their child are in danger now because he wants to teach him a lesson and it's you know not worth it to her but like he don't care about that baby he know exactly where they were and he did not care anyway Franklin eventually has to tell his mom about Jerome's death and he takes her to the funeral home and she says her goodbyes to her brother and Jerome at this point is going through leon at this point is going through an internal struggle he wants to do better for his people yet to make the money to keep his community up he literally has to poison the people with the crack creating a horrible horrible circle at the same time his new wife is suffering being around the bane of her existence and struggling because her husband is a crack dealing gangster now y'all don't come at me but this is the first time that i realize what motivates franklin for real it's not money it's not family it's himself. Franklin is a narcissist. It took me six seasons to realize it and the man only truly cares about himself. Jerome literally died and like you can tell he feels bad but like only for himself. He's like my uncle died but how am I gonna get my money? He even like blames Jerome for his death a little bit. I'm gonna talk more about his narcissism later but this was the first time where like I started to connect you know some dots. Louis enraged you know in grief goes to see Scully because he's the only person who could possibly understand how she's feeling right now. He wants to know how he deals after losing his partner and his child. She just wants peace again. Then the KGB guy Ruben ends up in Oso's house because he wants him to work with him and Franklin instead of the DEA to get rid of Teddy. Then we have Jerome's funeral to end the episode. It was not as sad as I thought it was going to be. I wish they would have had like an open casting because, you know, they always bring just like a little bit of more drama. And seeing a character's face for the last time is significant. And I feel like we missed that. Like imagine seeing him all decked out, his chains and jewelry and his cherry curl and his friends leaving him with tapes or CDs or whatever is popular at the time. I think Atrex, I don't know. You know, it would. Just, I just wanted a better send off for his character. Episode 8 was just okay to me. All the men say their goodbyes to their families because they know they might not come back. So also says goodbye to his girl and the kids he's been raising with her. Teddy proposes 
engaged to his girlfriend Parissa with his mother's wedding ring, Franklin kind of just expects his plan to work out so he doesn't really give a heartfelt anything to Veronique. The DEA's plan is to catch Teddy with the drugs after Gustavo delivers them to him. And also, and Franklin's plan is to have Louis drop Franklin off for Teddy to get rid of and then they tie him up and deliver him to the KGB. You see how those plans don't really work out. The DEA feels that Oso is lying to them so they bail on the plan but the KGB guy is there to kill them and stop it and send Oso on his way. Like he literally stops them in the middle of the highway and sends him on his way. All while this is happening, Franklin is being strung up by Teddy as he's about to dip him in acid. Also, he's got like kind of a noose around his neck and like when they pan out and we see it, it was a little bit triggering because you're like, you put a black man in a noose, bro? Like be so for real. Then Oso and Ruben get there and Ruben's got a gun and makes Oso tie up Teddy. Then Oso and Ruben get into a fight when they accidentally knock over the trash can that Franklin is standing on and Franklin, you know, starts slowly choking to death. Oso wins a fight by knocking out Ruben because, you know, lutador and Franklin has everyone right where he wants them. Episode nine was insane. Louis is on the run from the DEA after Franklin told her very last minute my dad that they were coming she has a buckley taking her to a house that doesn't exist and she ditches him on the side of the road after she figures out that jerome did in fact page him for help after she asked him and he lied to her and that's why buckley never came franklin has teddy and kgb ruben tied up in the warehouse and franklin decides he's going to torture his money out of teddy first he tries some psychological torture and plays russian roulette then eventually he gets an idea from veronique and heats up some cooking oil on a hot plate and starts dumping it on his chest like fried chicken chest think of that eventually his mother sissy begs him to stop as she faces the reality of the person that she's raised teddy who wants to be free tells her that she, he didn't actually kill elton that he dumped him in a puerto rican prison and he's still there so there's hope for them franklin resumes the whole torture thing and he's saying things like why are you making me do this teddy this is all your fault teddy and then when his mom asks him to stop he's like you made me this way and that's when it solidified the narcissism to me franklin is able to absolve all of his wrongdoings because nothing is ever his fault like just think about like all the people that he's killed rob even rob was gonna blow it for everybody well rob was gonna blow it for him and so he decided to shoot rob in the back of the head because he couldn't trust him anymore it's just narcissism Wow, how did I miss it? Everything is done against him. I also need y'all to hear why Teddy took the money in the first place because it shows how Teddy and Franklin are two sides of the same coin. Why did you take my fucking money? It's not your fucking money! My cocaine, and it's my operation. I made you what you are. Everything you have is because I allowed you to have. Eventually, Teddy gets tired of being tortured and agrees to split the money with Franklin. And Franklin figures that's as good as it's gonna get, so he takes him up on his deal. Teddy, Sissy, and Franklin meet up with Teddy's handler so he can call the bank and transfer the funds. And I'm gonna let you hear that real quick. Hi. Ed O'Reilly, extension 237, please. What prison? Please. What? Tell me what prison Elton is. Are you fucking kidding me? I was lying. He's fucking dead. I shot him twice. They dumped his body. Hey, Ann. It's Teddy McDonald. We spoke a few hours ago. Yes, I am ready to initiate the transfer. Password is... After Sissy is arrested, you can kind of see what I mean about Franklin's narcissism again. Teddy gets shot and he's still thinking about his money. This man is dead. He's shaking a dead man's body, asking him for the password. He's right here. He's right here. No, he's, he's dead. Teddy ain't there no more. Now is the time to talk about the series finale. Franklin stumbles into a bar after running away from the shooting and calls Veronique and tells her what happened after he gets off the phone. The bartender pours him a shot on the house and we see Franklin take his first sip of alcohol on the show. 
previously he's you know he usually just gets like a soda or something he then gets a page from teddy's handler telling him to hand over kgb rubin or go to jail forever and he doesn't even hesitate for a second he drops him off in the middle of nowhere and doesn't look back then he asks leon for money for his property and leon turns him down brother is full on delulu thinking that he can have a legitimate life now but he decides to go off on leon and pulls a gun on him now mind you it's like eight dudes in there with guns already just ready to protect leon so like that was incredibly stupid of him clearly he's losing it later wanda tells leon that she can't live in the projects anymore and that she thinks she's going back to ghana at sissy's arraignment she pleads guilty franklin goes to see her in jail and she refuses to speak to him and then he starts screaming in jail why couldn't she have waited for the transfer and she hangs up and she just goes back to herself at home franklin gets a visit from the real estate guy he was going to work with and he's kind of confused about what he's talking about because he never made an offer and he's like oh yeah your business partner she made an offer and this triggers franklin because he did not approve this when the two of them meet up she explains to him that she was just feeling offers in case they had to sell then he goes off on her as far as putting his hands around her neck warning her to never cross him again it only takes one time that's all i'm saying here leon visits sissy in jail and they have a wonderful heart to heart about how she's so proud of the man he's become and how he wants to fund out in shelter she then tells him to get up out of the project and save his marriage if he can so franklin has to go to the bank but before that he drinks a lot of whiskey like i think it's safe to say that he's a full-blown alcoholic now or like on his way there he literally drinks in the car before important stuff like that's a problem but anyway he goes there to speak to his banker and ask for a loan extension and that he wants to move over some money then here's the kicker after his request the banker tells him that veronique was already here earlier and she basically emptied all the accounts and she took like eight hundred thousand dollars franklin lies and says oh there must have been a miscommunication and leaves and he gets in the car and finishes his bottle and then he goes back to the jail this time though it's begging his mother to sign over her house to him so he can sell it because he's broke and she's never getting out of prison especially because he paid for it see again it's always about him he starts banging on the window between them screaming that teddy should have killed her too and he has to be escorted out three months later franklin is a full-blown drunk and he's trying to get more mortgage extensions screaming at the people on the phone how could you do this to me again not taking accountability for his own action he has a meeting with his pi named top notch and he quits he literally tells him he's not gonna look for v and the baby anymore and as a bargain gift he gives him the location of peaches who we haven't seen in like two seasons franklin finds peaches like an hour away and he breaks into his house and finds him high and passed out i honestly thought he was dead y'all i thought he had hiv because if we're being honest the show takes place in the 80s and you know we only got one mention of hiv in the whole series and peaches is a junkie so it kind of just made sense to me that he would have you know caught it from sharing needles or something but peaches stole five million dollars from franklin and he was a desperate for a back obviously so peaches tells him that he's got to save in the house and then he starts to reach for a gun on his ankle and franklin kills him right there once again someone dies right before franklin can get all his money after finding some liquor franklin calls a locksmith to come crack the safe as the locksmith is working one of peaches's junkie friends comes over and franklin is forced to kill him and forces the locksmith to keep on working once he opens his safe you know it's basically empty peaches went through about five million dollars in two years franklin makes the locksmith count it and he's like uh, it's about 1200 bucks franklin just tells the man he can have it and as he goes to leave he shoots him in the back like i really thought he was gonna let him go like there was no reason to kill him for real like there's two junkies in the house and he's not gonna say anything about it two dead junkies in the house at least really not gonna say anything about it and he gets 1200 then we get another time jump and this time it's like two years i think this is the biggest time jump we've had we get like tiny little rundowns about the cast louis still on the run from the dea she's been stable hopping and working as a ranch hand and at her current stop they protect her they say they haven't seen her and she just hides behind a wall oh living in mexico training young luchadors and he checks his voicemail and this time he hears that his family has settled down in north carolina another year goes by and leon is walking down the street he's not visibly older but he carries 
carries himself a little bit different he walks up to franklin's house and holy balls it is literally in shambles it's dilapidated with scrap junk washers and dryers in the front yard like what and he bangs on the door until franklin answers the inside is basically matches the outside aha uh -huh, mess franklin is dirty and grimy and drunk because officially that's what he is now and he's kind of accepted his you know drunken status his hair is all patchy and his teeth are rotting out and he brings leon in quick because they're watching him and the day in this case is the city over unpaid property taxes so the pair go out the back door as they go walking or whatever franklin asks about wanda and how she's doing and leon says she's trying to make it into the music business and that marriage is hard franklin says that Veronique called him once just to tell him that he had a son and that was the last he heard of her. Leon says that he's opened up a free legal clinic to help the people get access to counsel and apparently this walk has brought them to the liquor store where Franklin asks Leon for 10 bucks. He's only got a 20 and this excites Franklin because now he can get a big bottle. He drinks it on the way back. When they approach the house, the police have arrived to seize the house as they watch from across the street. And then Franklin gives this speech. You don't understand, yo, yo. I ain't got no fucking change on me, man. I'm free. Free from all of it. My fucking way. Not yours and not theirs and that ends the series wow what an ending franklin ends the series the same way we met his father for the first time in season one drunk and homeless and apparently none of it's his fault all right so best character of the series was leon i definitely didn't see this ending coming for franklin and it was kind of sad but you know it's probably what you deserved is this show worth a lot absolutely would i watch it again mm, maybe in a few years it's a lot and it's also very memorable so i don't think i'll need to go back and visit it for a long time um but let's spin a wheel y'all Okay, here we go. For our next show, it's going to be... Insecure. Insecure is an American comedy drama television series created by Issa Rae and Larry Wilmore. And the show ran for five seasons, October 2016 to December 2021. and has 44 episodes. And I'm gonna watch them all. All right, y'all. Make sure you're following all the pages, all the social medias. We're at Rewatch Podcast pretty much on everything. So I'll see you next week. Back to binging. Don't try to catch me. <laughs> Bye.